0: Welcome to episode 41 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast, How Retailers Can Tackle Fear in the Fourth Quarter of 2020, The Fear of Buying. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. My intention for this particular episode is to help independent retail store owners tackle their fear of buying for the fourth quarter of this year. This is the third and final episode in a series where I tackle some of the fears independent retailers are experiencing right now. And I want to start off by saying, I'm afraid too, and it's okay. And if you're afraid, it's okay too. But what do we do with the fear? My suggestion is we turn that negative energy into action. And I'll get into this a, a little more soon. When the pandemic hit and many of us were mandated to close, there were lots of questions around when we could open again, or once we opened, would we have to close again? It caused many independent retailers to either suspend the merchandise orders that they had placed at market, or cancel them completely. Personally, at my own store, we didn't cancel any orders, we just delayed a few. And for several reasons, and one, and one I think is a bit of luck, We were really conservative in our buying trip when we went to America's Mart in Atlanta in January. And I really think that put us in a good position or in a position where we didn't feel panicked about getting too much inventory in while we were closed. We didn't have to cancel. We were able to just call all of our vendors and say, "Mm, can you just hold off a couple of months? Or can you wait until we call you? And luckily, us not overbuying in January, made us feel comfortable just suspending those orders. So most of us at this point are open again, customers are shopping, but we have no idea what to expect in Q4. Now, unless you're in a seasonal location, like a beach town or a vacation town, where your peak season is summer, Most of us look forward to our biggest season of the year, and that's fourth quarter, and that's who I'm talking to here. So if it doesn't apply to you, maybe it applies to your big buying season. But I wanted to make sure that I talked about this because for many of us, the majority of retailers, our big season is Q4. I just want to acknowledge that I know there are some of you out there that this doesn't apply to in terms of the holiday season being their biggest season. So what can you do to turn fear into action? This is what I say. You stop hiding because I know some of you have crawled into a shell and you're just kind of peeking your head out. You can start analyzing and you can start getting creative. I want to, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to inspire you Or motivate you or push you to turn this into a fun activity instead of making it daunting. Make it a challenge, maybe a fun challenge. Challenge yourself to have a successful Q4 because if you keep yourself stuck in fear and negative energy, you will perpetuate that. And I don't want that for you. You don't want that for you. So here are some of the thoughts I'm hearing around buying for the rest of 2020. I don't know what to buy. I don't know how much to buy. I don't know if I should cancel some of my orders. I don't know if the things I usually sell in Q4 will sell well again this year. I don't know what's trending or what I should buy to serve my customers at the end of this year. And I get it. I I completely understand all of these thoughts. I am not judging you. I'm not criticizing you for having these I don't know thoughts. Um, it, it is a wacky year. And I'm sure there are many more thoughts around buying. Those are just the big ones that I keep hearing. But you get the gist. So I want to start off by sharing some buying tips for the rest of this year. For those of you who really have to focus on buying, especially right now, because what, where are we? We're in September. And for many of us, October, November, December, they gradually increase. For many, December is going to be your best month, and you still want it to be your best month. And by now, oftentimes retailers will already have the majority of their inventory and their merchandise already stored and ready to go for the rest of the year. But that may not be the case right now. You may be actually making many of your buying decisions at this point. So I want to give you some tips on how to make the decisions about your buying for the rest of the year. So number one is buy items. I'm seeing retailers buying items that can transcend seasons. And maybe that you can continue to sell beyond December. For instance, a lot of retailers are maybe buying more wintry items rather than Christmassy items. Things that people would even be interested in buying in January and February and March if you're in a colder climate. That's just one example. But buying things that may be not so specific to the season. That could be one thing that'll work well for you. I see some retailers doing that. The second one is to take a look at your numbers. You're most likely seeing a pattern or a trend in how much people are buying. So go ahead and take a look at your average order. Maybe in the past, your average order, you know, if you're a home decor store, your average order was $40. Maybe you're noticing that it's, it's gone up to $75. See what the trend is. See where people are buying. Look at your numbers. Are you telling yourself that you aren't doing as well, but you're really doing okay? The next one is take a look at your inventory. This is one thing that I plan on talking about a lot more in the future, but when was the last time you ran an inventory report and really took a look at your categories and what's in determining what's turning over the fastest. Especially now, buying patterns for people have changed. Instead of buying business clothes for work, they're buying business casual or completely casual. Instead of spending money on junk food, maybe they're investing in self-care or vice versa. Maybe they're binging on junk. I think we've all probably experienced some of that during, during quarantine. I can go on and on. Instead of buying jewelry, they're buying masks because no one can see their jewelry anyhow. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. But you know what I mean. You can probably identify some of the changes in your own personal buying patterns, what you've been doing. But looking at your inventory, the categories, and what's turning over faster than maybe usual can be really enlightening. So another really good example that I can give is we have a home decor store. Obviously I talk about it all the time. We sell paint in our store and I can tell you that paint sales have been fantastic. And the reason why is a lot of people are home working on projects, redoing their kitchen cabinets. They're tired of seeing those old dirty cabinets or whatever it is, or the, the wood finish that they didn't like. People are spending more time at home because they're not socializing as much. And um, I can say for sure, our paint category has outdone any other category in our store. So for me, that would indicate that I should be investing some time into coming up with creative ideas on how to continue to promote that. Even in Q4, when people are normally busy, I have a feeling that in Q4, people are still going to be working on home projects. When normally that tapers off, I could be wrong. I'm just taking a look at my own numbers and guessing, or maybe it'll be really popular in September and October and then it'll taper off in November. But my point is, take a look at your inventory reports. I have a feeling there are so many shopkeepers who do not look at those reports. Number four is talk to your vendors. The ones you trust and the ones that guide you well every buying season, and of course, you know your vendors and your salespeople, they're salespeople. That's why I say talk to the ones that you trust. They can give you some really, really valuable insight into what other retailers are doing or what's working well within their own company that they're selling for. What are the things that could work for you? And at the end of the year, talk to those vendors, the ones that you trust. That information can be invaluable. Number five is going to be a little more techie, but look at Google Analytics, especially if you have an online shop, and determine where your online shoppers are coming from and what they're buying. So the patterns in your online shop can be different than what the brick-and-mortar store owner is doing, or if you're a maker and you predominantly sell online, take a look at the Google Analytics too and figure out where people are coming from and maybe invest a little bit more On that, if people are coming more from Instagram versus Facebook, maybe start doing reels on Instagram. And I'm getting so many questions on reels. So I've been trying to figure out how I can do an episode on Instagram reels because it's such a visual thing. I will try my best, but for sure I will be doing a live lesson in the Shopkeeper's Lab on Instagram Reels. I don't know when, but because I've been getting so many questions, um, that's that's moving up top priority on that list. And for those of you that don't know, I go live in the Shopkeeper's Lab once a month with a lesson to help all the, the people in the group. The new sponsor for this podcast is the Shopkeeper's Academy. Tell me if you can relate to this as a shopkeeper. You crave sisterhood from other retail shop owners going through the same thing. You desperately search online for tools or education that will help you get ahead as a business owner, but Google is exhausting because you're busy running a business. And when you do find resources online, it isn't tailored to your type of business, an independent retail store. You need the guidance of lessons and information that empower you to keep your business afloat, or better yet, thriving in this stressful world. That's where the Shopkeepers Academy comes in. The Shopkeepers Academy is an online platform that was built specifically for independent retail business owners. It's a one-stop shop to sign up for education and community. Whether you wanna grab an affordable ebook like a nine-page shipping guide, or get access to a comprehensive list of lessons by subscribing to the Shopkeepers Learning Lab, Or if you want to join Master Shopkeepers and that's a paid mastermind group of brick and mortar store owners, you'll know that every option in the Academy was designed for you, the independent retail business owner. I want to help all brick and mortar retailers work less and profit more. Is this what you want too? Visit shopkeepersacademy.com for more information. And then number six is... Ask the shopkeeper communities. I mean, right now you have the Shopkeepers Lab and Master Shopkeepers. And I'm not by any means suggesting that you ask for people's vendors and resources, like specifically. But you can ask those questions in so many ways. You can ask, like, what are you saying that's trending if you're a gift shop? And get really specific because... people who own gift shops versus an apparel store, they're going to be different trends. So get really specific, ask about trends, ask if anyone's read a helpful article about what they expect to sell really well in Q4 for their particular business type. Ask your friends, your business friends, your retail store friends, go ahead and start reaching out and have those conversations. You might find out about something that you never considered carrying that could potentially do really well in your store. So I want to move on to the six ways to overcome your fear and your fears in business. And it's the same thing that I've done in the past two episodes. So the first one is, if you want to overcome this fear of buying, first identify it. We've done that. You have no idea what people will buy this, this upcoming season, and it's keeping you from taking action. That's the fear. Number two is realize it's not all about you. We've said this before. It's about them. So Let's think strategically. Read articles about current buying trends. Ask in the shopkeepers group. I mentioned a couple of these tips. Number three is determine the worst case scenarios. As always in retail, we can hurt ourselves if we underbuy and we can hurt ourselves if we overbuy. So some of the tips I just mentioned can help you to avoid that. Number four is focus on your why. Maybe for this particular instance, it's about your ability to help others gift well during the holiday season. So what makes you stand out here? When you talk about your why, like let's say, for example, you have a gift store and people come to you and and they love to buy those types of items for people and they come to you for that. Well, how do you kind of go all in on that? How do you maybe focus on that part of your brand? Like, come to me, come shop here or shop local um, so that I can give you the best gift giving experience. Maybe it's providing um, gift wrap service. I know a lot of people have done that, um, but if you really want to stand out, maybe that's one thing. Take one, something off of someone's plate by offering them free gift wrapping. Number five is a take action. I mentioned some actionable things you can do a few minutes ago, but another activity i like to recommend when it comes to fear is write out a list of fears versus facts. For instance, in our minds, the fear can be my Q4 is going to tank, but maybe if you look back over the past three to four months, your sales have actually increased. Maybe they weren't so well in March and April, but they got better in May and July. August was neutral, let's say but you're seeing a trend in people coming back out, people shopping. You know, my point here is once you write these things down, are your fears really justified or is it just those crappy thoughts in your head? So go ahead, if you like to get pen and paper out, do a column for fears and do a column for facts. Um, You might be pleasantly surprised or at least I hope so. And the last one is find your support system. Um, In episodes 39 and 40, I shared support system examples, but your best support systems regarding buying is in your data. And if you're listening to this and realizing you don't have data because you don't have a bookkeeping system, or maybe you never set up a, a digital point of sale system, or you never set up an inventory system. I can't stress it enough. That type of information is so valuable to a retailer. So if you are maybe a little bit slow right now, maybe now's the time to go ahead and get that stuff started because data, to me, is extremely important in a retail business. If you want to take it one step further in the free resources section of the Shopkeepers Academy, there's a break-even analysis spreadsheet. Working through your numbers and determining what's fear and what's fact can be extremely helpful. I used this spreadsheet when we were mandated to close and it gave me the ability to create a good, better, best scenario for the next four months. I did this, I think it was in March. And in my mind, I thought if I need to do it for four months, four more months, I would. But it was doing that spreadsheet that really gave me the visual in terms of numbers of knowing, okay, I needed to hit this in order just to pay the bills, or I can hit this and I make a little profit, or I can hit this and I actually profit and I can pay myself. And having that spreadsheet and having those numbers written down on paper gave me something to work for. Once I did this, it actually motivated me to get creative and challenge myself to hit the best goals every month, and it worked. In the end, we can all sit in fear and wait to see how the rest of the year plays out. We can just cross our fingers and hope for the best because we're too afraid to do anything else. We can underbuy out of fear, or we can take action. I want a successful Q4, so personally, I'm taking action. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 41. I really hope you found this series helpful. If you feel it was helpful, please refer it to a friend, send it to a friend, share a rating or review. I really appreciate it when you do that. And until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.